with the national championship game over, the long college football offseason is here. But tonight on the Building Dam podcast, Travis and I are going to be talking about Oregon State football and kind of giving our best projections of the 2020 um, depth chart. And joining me on the Building the Dam podcast, recurring guest, the one and only Travis Johannes. Travis, how are you? Oh, I'm alright. How are you doing today? You know, I'm hanging in there. I was a little disappointed that no snow came down. Snowmageddon 2020 did not happen in the Portland area. Yeah. Yeah, it was supposed to happen up there, and it was supposed to happen down here in, in, in Eugene, where I live, and it happened in another place. And I actually, I actually drove up to Portland today and back, and there was nothing anywhere. Yeah. They're a bunch of liars. Um. <laughs> Yeah, work has been crazy busy for me, so I was like, if it snows, I'm just not going in. And I was, like, kind of just expecting it to snow, so I planned a snow day, and then I didn't have one, so. I, I, so I work out of my garage, which is next door, so uh-huh. I, I was still going to call it, though. I, I can't commute the three steps from my, my <laughs> kitchen out to my garage, and it's snow. I don't know. It might be a slick out there. Too dangerous. <laughs> Too dangerous. <laughs> Safety first. <laughs> Safety first. Well, we figured we kind of planned this podcast a week ago or so, and we thought, what better topic to discuss in the middle of January than predicting the depth chart that is like nine months away? Yeah, that seems relevant. <laughs> so I think that's what we're going to tackle today. Um, but first few random Oregon State thoughts that are on my mind. Uh, women's like basketball. Yeah, they dropped to number eight women's basketball because they had one loss. Yeah. Uh, if... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Whatever. It, right now it doesn't really matter, but it's still stupid. But Yeah, I mean... Um, my only complaint is that everybody's anointing the Ducks, and they're like, oh, they're so talented, and they beat the USA team. They have to be ranked ahead of the Beavers. And yeah, they both lost you. And then Oregon has an additional loss, but they're ahead of the Beavers? Yeah. Well, but it's, like it's... a little over a week. <laughs> they they yeah. set all on the court, right? It's true. I can't wait that long, though, because so. I'm impatient. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's fair. But, yeah, also, and it is early in the season, and the rankings don't matter at all until it gets closer to seeding time. But random thought, um, back to football, there's some good news. This is this is old news by now, but Addison Gums and Jerome Reichner both got an additional year. Um of eligibility. Yeah, that's, um, I don't think either is terribly surprising, but obviously both are very good news. They're only surprising in the fact that it's the NCAA and you never really know what they're going to decide on anything ever. And since True. neither of them is a, you know, quarterback at Ohio state or something like that, <laughs> it's a question mark. You know, if if they were quarterback, you know, at, at a blue blood or somewhere that's gonna make the NCAA money, they they get a transfer or whatever, they get play right away. You know, it's but us uh, lowly, you know, uh, 
Pac-12 team that no one outside of here really cares about that much. It's, it's a question mark. So I was excited to see it. It's um, especially for Reichner, just because he has been here for a couple of years and hasn't really been able to play that much because of injury. Um, gums will be interesting. I I saw that and I got excited, but then part of me wonders if it's even going to matter because I could see him being one of those guys. If he can stay healthy, he, he would be – he could be one of those guys that could easily declare early just because the amount of talent he has. So, yeah. Yeah. I, but it's good yeah. to, it's good to have that as, you know, in case he does want to stay for three more years, he, he can't. Yeah. Keep the options open. Um, I kind of had the same thought. I was like, I, I was kind of waiting on Jerome Reichner to see if he would get that uh, because if I, he didn't get that extra year, he would be done. It, is it Jeromey or is it just Jeremy? I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just Jeremy. <laughs> I think. Is it really? That's embarrassing. I, th- I, um, I think so. <laughs> I, uh, but it's uh, it's yeah. spelled like G J E R O M Y. I'm just saying. I, <laughs> uh, anyways, but yeah, he gets to play with his it's, brother it's Omar. Okay. So we, we just had this conversation about how we neither of us have a real good idea on how to pronounce some of these guys' names. So, you know, just a heads up, we're going to butcher some names. Yep, I've already got the ball rolling there, so we're good. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yep, uh, anyways, moving on. So I, when we decided to talk about this, um, I said I would take the offense, kind of go who – go through the starters of who I think is going to be first team depth chart and Travis would take the defense. Um, so I'm just going to jump into it with the starters and just gonna yell let me other. know your thoughts. This, this is going to be, <laughs> this going to be first take where we just scream at each other and tell each other how long they are. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I got so going to insult your first, integrity. <laughs> so first up quarterback, most important position. I got Tristan Jebbia oh, narrowly no, beating out Chance Nolan. <laughs> um, and I'm just going to run through them all. So I got oh, Jebbia, quarterback. Talk. You're good. Jamar Jefferson, obviously, at running back. Um, then we got receivers was tougher. Trevon Bradford and Tyjon Lindsay seemed like locks. Then I got Champ Flemings in the third spot as a starter. Uh, tight end, Tegan Quateriano, um, barely beating out Luke Musgrave, but I think they're both going to play a lot. And then offensive line, um, I think they're going to move Brandon Kipper to left tackle, and they have Nathan Eldridge at center. Outside of that, it's anybody's guess. Um, but I stuck Noise Keel Bunham and... Own Simus Clark in there. And then the last spot I put the Portland State transfer Corbin Sorensen. Um and I also was gonna throw Kelly Matabon in there, but I don't know how healthy he's gonna be, so I left him out. Thoughts. Um so yeah, I think 
quarterback, you're probably right. I could I I think Nolan's gonna push Chevy, but I do think Chevy has the edge mostly off the fact that he's been here for longer. He's been in the system longer, knows you know, knows all that, knows the mm. playbook a lot better. Um running back's obvious. Oh, let's see. We're receivers, yeah, you're probably right. I could see Colby Taylor instead of Champ Fleming's. But yeah. I think both of them will get a bunch of playing time. And I also so, and you, and oh, go ahead. Oh, so, and, and you you could see um, you know Trey Lowe who's transferring. Oh, um, is does he have to sit out or is he immediately eligible? I see. I don't. Okay, this this that part of this exercise screwed me up some because I don't know half of it. Yeah, because of when it's it's based on when guys played, when they transferred. Um, I think Lowe is going to be eligible. I know, I saw a tweet from um, Andrew Nemec who said he thought he'd be eligible, and I think he probably understands those rules a little better than I do. So, yeah. because he didn't, because Lowe didn't play at all this year, so. I so think he should little, be, but he should be. But I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I I believe he will be. So I could definitely see him um, if healthy. He's that's been his biggest struggle in his college career so far, is staying healthy. But if healthy, he he he'll definitely push for playing time. Um, yeah, and could work his way into the that starting rotation. Um, also, I always going to throw Josiah Irish in there as wide receivers. Um, yeah, and whoever starts, I think any of those five or six guys are going to get a lot of playing time. Yeah, for sure. Um, the other one I'd be curious about is I'm drawing a blank on his name, but the uh, the recruit. The oh, it's Zariah um, Beeson. Yes, Beeson. There yeah. we go. Yeah, um, he he's talented what to do with freshmen. I always kind of underrate them because yeah. I assume they're going to be bad and then they play more than I yeah. thought they would. Um, I, I think that's probably a fair assumption is to not not assume that they're going to come in and play right away and be uh, pleasantly surprised if they do. Yeah. Um, so And we uh, should probably let everybody know we've got a little bit of a burger bet going um Portland, <laughs> Portland State transfer. Yeah, now 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 I now it's gonna make me sound like an a hole because I'm betting against somebody. But um, <laughs> yeah, but, you, know, you want to you want to tell everybody what that's about? Yeah, so we we kind of talked about uh, uh, the starting offensive line, um, and I and for the most part we agree. I think you're right, uh, Kipper. Eldridge and K.O. Bunham are going to start. I think Kipper will be left tackle. Um, Eldridge probably center. K.O. Bunham at one of the guards. I could, Eldridge and K.O. Bunham could switch to where, you know, Eldridge is playing guard and K.O. Bunham is playing center. I don't know for sure there, but I think yeah. those three are definite locks. Um, and then I think uh, – was it, it was one uh, one Simon Clark. I think he'll take over the other guard position, and then I'm going to go actually with. Um, so I think we're basically in agreement all there. I think the other one's going to be Josh Gray. I I have Josh Gray as the other tackle, and so our wow. bet is on 
whether or not uh, Corbin Sorensen starts. I think I, I feel bad. I I don't want to. I'm not. Don't mean to be taking shots at somebody because um, <laughs> he's obviously a, a he obviously earned a scholarship to Portland State and then Oregon State. So the coaches definitely see something. I think that's a really hard transition though, and I don't. I don't know that. I would see him starting at the at at the next level. So, but he very well could prove me wrong and make me look like an a hole. But uh, so <laughs> I, I forget I forget the terms of our bet. But uh, if um, you're if you're right, um, I have to buy you in and out, which is vastly overrated and whoa, um, whoa. all all hype and their fries taste like garbage. Or and if I win, you buy me a burger from a place that doesn't taste like garbage. Which I haven't decided the I'm place, a... but it's not in and out. <laughs> really? All this is all. I'm not even that. I'm not even using this to. Uh, I I just wanted to bash in and out for a little bit. Talk about how overhyped it is. <laughs> oh man! I drove by there today. And is it still packed? There are, it's, it's insane. It, yeah, it, there's like they, you know, they have a, the regular drive-through and it's obviously full. And then, I mean, I I didn't stop, so maybe I miss saw, but you know, because I'm going down I five at like whatever seventy miles an hour or whatever the speed limit is. That's exactly what I was driving because I followed the law. Um, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it looked like they had like three separate lines, like oh, yeah. lined up to be next in the drive-through line. I don't know how it works, but it was, it's a lot. It's a lot. And I, this is I don't a, get that at all. This is all I will say about our burger bit. Um, you were being way too kind to Corbin Sorensen. Behind closed doors, you were secretly bashing him, the Portland State transfer, giving him no hope to start. Um, just wow. Wow. <laughs> I, I don't think that's and, true. I think and second of all, In and Out is amazing. There's a reason that it's so busy. Um, and in addition, they don't talk about the price difference. My minimum order, I get four burgers when I go to In and Out, just four hamburgers, and it's like eight bucks that, max. And if I go okay, somewhere, so you get four burgers <laughs> that don't taste that great. I'd They're rather so have one good. burger that I. So I can get my four delicious burgers at In-N-Out. You got to eat them fresh. You got to eat them while they're hot. Or I could go to Five Guys or or Carl's Jr. and get an $8 burger, which hey, will also be very Carl. good. Don't don't throw Carl's Jr. at this. I do not love Carl's Jr. in there. I, I <laughs> You're just now you're just like well, next you're going to start saying I'm saying McDonald's is better or something, which not. That's yeah, you probably want a Big Mac. That's what you're going to be if you win. <laughs> so anyways, the bet is he has to either start the first game, Corbin Swordson, or he has to start six out of 12 games. Um, if either no, of those I, don't, games, I don't even remember the terms of the bet. <laughs> I remember. I have this written right. down and screenshot. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, anyways, I think we're pretty much in agreement Wide receivers and offensive line are kind of a toss-up, but overall, it doesn't seem like there's going to be a lot of position battles offensively. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, not a lot of big those, surprises. Those, those two that the open guard and the open tackle spot will be 
um, will be will be battled for. I think there's kind of four guys that'll be sort of in that conversation with uh, one Simon Clark, Jake Levengood, uh, Joshua Gray, and Corbin Sorensen. So I think two yeah. out of those four and will we, I should... finish up the line. Yeah, and I should mention Isaiah Newell, Newell, um, the big athlete running back that's going to be a true freshman. Um, I could see him getting a few carries here and there as like a change of pace, big back, goal line type guy. Yeah, I did see how they do that. Um, I don't. I, I would be. I'd. With the depth at running back, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he redshirted this year, even though he's pretty talented. Because um, you still have Jamar Jefferson, you have B.J. Baylor, who did pretty good. Um, Calvin Tyler has shown some stuff. You have Trey Madison from last year's recruiting class. So I I think Newell will get some playing time, but I could see them keeping him to the four games. Um, you know, it gave it, obviously unless in those four games he just, kind of does that Jamar Jefferson thing where, I, you know, all of a sudden they're like, oh, God, this guy can play, and then you might change things up. But I think uh, I would be – I would think they'd probably like to redshirt him unless he just kind of comes in and wows them completely. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, but injuries are always the wild card, so who knows? Injuries always hit. <clears throat> At the worst time, so like one hundred percent for sure. Um, and so why don't you walk us through the defense and what you're thinking? Oh. All right. So, in all fairness, I <laughs> forgot we we're doing this. So, about ten minutes before we started this pod, I looked up to try to figure out what the starting defense was going to be next year. So, eh, I might have <laughs> missed some stuff. Um. Let's start with the defensive line. I think you have Isaac Hodgins and Charles Moore on the ends. Charles Moore is the – and that's another one. I think he's eligible this year. Yeah, I hope so. Play. So, assuming eligibility, I think Hodgins and um, Moore are your starting defensive ends, and I think your starting tackle is going to be Jordan Whitley. Okay. But there's a lot of guys that are going to, you know, D-line, it's, I think starters kind of uh, uh, doesn't really mean that much with how much they rotate the defensive line. So you'll see guys, you know, you'll see Evan Bennett hopefully um, be able to get in there and and he's, you know, filling some of that defensive tackle. You have the, who's the other one, that uh, defensive end transfers, that Tavish Shippen, um, the Juco Yep. I think he was like the number three or number four Juco defenseman. And then you still have Simon Sandberg, who played pretty well last year. And yeah, he then, really came on towards the end of the year. Yeah, he really did. So I, I there's definitely um, a, a lot more depth there. Oh, and I shoot, I forgot about Jeremy Reichner. Um, so yeah, there's a lot more depth there, I feel like, than there has been in several years. But if you had to pick three starters, I'd go... Hodgins, Whitley, and more. Um, um, that's exciting. Also, do you know anything about the Joe Quillen Air Force transfer? No, I do not yeah. know anything about that guy. I, um, 
I think he's coming over as a walk-on. I believe. I I don't know. I don't know for <laughs> sure. Um, so, yeah, I I I can't speak to what he's going to be able to do. I don't know. Um, maybe he'll maybe he'll come out and he'll just uh, make a name for himself in Corvallis. So that'd be pretty cool. Um, he's a local guy. I think he went. Where was he from? Yeah, I'm drawing a blank now. Is he a Jesuit kid? Mm, yes, Jesuit High School, according to two four seven. Yeah, there we go. Um, him and Trelo. So there we go. Yeah. Uh, let's go linebackers. This is somewhat easy, but also somewhat hard because there's so much depth at linebacker right now. Um, I think your outside linebackers are Hamilcar Rashad. I think that one's pretty obvious. The other one, I would go Addison Gums at the other outside linebacker. You think he'll be um, back? And I think so. His, they're they're expecting him back, and they're hoping he'll be back in uh, August. And that's that's right about the timeline for an ACL. Luckily, he did it very early in the season. So, yeah, that'd be uh, awesome. But that that is obviously given given health. I would have him at the other outside linebacker, inside linebacker. Um, Avery Roberts and Omar Spates. The wild card is going to be Andre Hughes-Murray. Yeah. Because he should be back too. Um, and he'd, he'd be that other outside linebacker. So I think it'll be all health dependent. He could he could be starting outside uh, opposite Rashad if Gums isn't healthy. Or, you know, maybe, maybe Gums is kind of that third guy that comes in and and pinches, you know, comes in for him and Rashad every now and then. So it'll be it'll be interesting there. Um there's also still quite a bit of depth behind them with Matthew Tago, Riley Sharp, um oh I know I'm I'm I know I'm I'm missing one here. Um, um uh, kind of, who else is there? I'm pretty sure I'm uh, uh, Yeah, I don't know how to say his name but yeah, he I, plays that, a that's lot. How we're saying it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That was the other one. Um <laughs> Yeah. Still feel like there might be one more that I'm drawing a blank on, but that's okay. We'll move on. Um, yeah. What about um? Uh, oh, Isaac John McCartney. Oh, and John McCartney. John McCartney yeah. was the other one that I was. That's that's the one other one I was thinking about. Yeah. So I, this is a very deep linebacking core for. There, there's a bunch of guys that I think could be starters. I so. But I think there are probably. There's probably the five that I mentioned that are a step ahead of the other ones, and that'd be, yeah. you know, Robert Spates, um, Rashad Gums, and Andre Hughes-Murray. And then, yeah, yeah Isaac Garcia, I, he's one of those, I, he's, he's only going to be a junior, I think. And I feel like yeah. he's been here forever. Yeah. I, so, <laughs> I mean, he, he redshirted Red- and then... He or he gray shirted and then red shirted and so he's he's been around for a bit. Um and he left and he, and he, he came got, back. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's he's one of those guys I, I, I really pull for. I, I hope he I hope he's able to get out there a lot and make some um make some noise. You know, he's a Pacific Northwest kid. Um and he's had hasn't quite had the uh the career that Everyone was hoping, but he's still got a couple years to do it. So, 
and there's still that talent there. So I, he's one of those I would love to see. I, I, it's for him though. It's, it's kind of a numbers game right now. There's a lot of guys, pretty good. So it's going to be hard for him to get on the field, but I really hope he's able to get out there too. Um, now we go to the defensive backfield, where honestly I have no idea what <laughs> is going to happen back there. There is one name that I'll that I'll say, you know, assuming health, that I'll pencil in as a starter for sure, and that's David Morris. Beyond that, I don't know. <laughs> um, but that's not that's not the name of this game, so I gotta guess anyway. Yes. So uh, David Morris at safety. I think that one's a lock if he's healthy. Um, yeah. He is a very, very good football player. He has had some really crappy luck as far as injuries. So if he can be, if he's healthy, he's, he's a stud. And so he would definitely be a starter. Um, the other safety, I think that Jonathan Riley, um, the, the, the Juco transfer. Ooh, okay. Mainly, I, <laughs> our safety depth chart is, we don't, there's not a lot of guys left at safety. Yeah. Um, and I know they're, I think they're moving. Um, I think Ron Harge was a, he was a corner at Juco, but I believe they're moving him to safety. So that'll be, and then we have Akili Arnold, who, uh, who's, you know, was a freshman last year. He played some, so he could get in there. I would, I would go with Jonathan Riley, but again, I have no idea. Yeah. So, <laughs> And the corners is even more of a crapshoot because there's the defensive backfield was kind of the they struggled all last year. Um, there were some guys that showed some promise like Nation Wright, Jaden Grant, and Isaiah Dunn. They all played. They all had moments where you saw okay, you know he looks pretty good. And they've also had moments where you kind of you know scratched your head and went ooh. So those guys are all coming back. Jojo Forrest is coming back. Um, he got he got him playing time quite a bit. That is, but you also have uh, two the two cornerback two cornerback guys. Uh, yep, Alton and, Julian and, and Rajon. Right. Yeah. Yep. Which Rajon is Nation's brother, and then their cousin is Alton Julian, and they are both fairly high regarded uh, regarded cornerback transfers. So I could see them coming in and starting. So, the Wright brothers. The Wright brothers. I'm gonna say I, just for because I have absolutely no idea. Um, I'm gonna say just for fun that the starting cornerbacks are gonna be the Wright brothers. Yeah. And then you'll have, and then you'll have Jaden Grant as sort of the nickelback. Um, and then obviously they'll you know every other guy is gonna get a bunch of playing time there too. Um. But just for the fun of it, let's say that the Wright brothers are your starting quarterbacks. I like so it. That's my depth. That's my depth chart. I don't know. Um, kind of rambled. No, yeah, I like it. I agree with you everywhere except the secondary. <laughs> yeah, and and that's, I, that's fair because I just sort of made it up right now. <laughs> I I hope David Morris is healthy. I think he's a starter if he is. I think Nation Wright and Isaiah Dunn are both going to be starters, just with the experience. Um, and then I think Jaden Grant is going to be a starter. And then I think Rajon Wright, the new Juco guy, 
I think they're going to slot him in at safety. Um, but I could be wrong completely. Uh, but he did. He was talking about how they can play corner, they can play safety. Um, so we'll see what happens. But I also like Akili Arnold to get some playing time. Um, but yeah, that's definitely the position group I feel least confident in is the secondary. Uh, but looking at the depth on the front seven, it's pretty impressive. It can give a. It's, it's exciting compared to the previous, you know, five years or whatever. Um, yeah. Agreed. This will definitely be the best front seven we've had in a while. Yeah. Um, just big and, expectations. And you're right with. Oh, go for oh, it. Sorry, I was about to say you're you're right with that. I could definitely see one of those corner other cornerbacks being moved to safety. I yeah, I you could one hundred percent be right there. I have no idea. Um, that's going to be it, that'll be fun to kind of see how that plays out. Um, there's there's definitely some more talent coming in. It's just where exactly are they going to put where? How is it all going to gel together? So, um. As long as I'm right about Corbin Sorensen, that's all I care about. <laughs> um, so you're gonna, man, you're gonna make people think I'm a like Corbin Sorensen hater or something. Not oh yeah, no, I'm gonna just... bring this up all year long. So I know. That's Don't worry make me look like it. Shit, <laughs> I just I just want a cheeseburger, man. <laughs> um, so big picture. You, I think of Jonathan Smith as head coach, and I expect the offense to be better than the defense, and that's kind of how it has been the last two seasons. Um, but looking at next year, is it unrealistic to think that the defense is going to be better than the offense? No. I mean, I, I, it'll, I think a lot of it will depend on that secondary play. Um, but I think the defense is going to be uh, – pretty good next year, honestly. And I think the offense is, is going to take a step back. I think the offense will still be good because I have a lot of faith in that offensive coaching staff. Um, but they are replacing a handful of pretty important guys. So it's I definitely think the offense will take a step back and the defense will take two to three steps forward. So yeah, I wouldn't surprise me if next year – Oregon State has a better defense than offense. Hopefully that speaks more to the defensive progression than the offensive regression, but yeah. Um I think yeah, it'll be it'll be an interesting to see how that plays out next year, um, given the fact that the past couple of years Oregon State's been an offensive team with no defense. And finally hopefully have a pretty solid defense next year. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, and my last question I had for you, I've got to get out of here in like a minute, but um, watching LSU Clemson and they were on a whole different level of college football than Oregon State or a lot of Pac-12 teams. Do you think an all Pac-12 all-star team, best player from every team, in the conference could take on an LSU or a Clemson or Ohio State or even beat said team? Uh, I'll go with yes, but it, 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 shouldn't, it shouldn't be a question. And the fact <laughs> that it is is, is concerning. 
Um, <laughs> I, I agree. I, I, I saw yes, that. The Pac-12 does have quite a lot of talent. It's just spread out quite a bit. Um, so I, yeah, I would say yes, but it might be a closer game for the Pac-12 All-Star team than it should be. I saw that question on Twitter and it offended me to my core. But the more I thought about it, I think that LSU would be a Pac-12 All-Star team. As sad as really? it is to say, yeah. Oh, I don't. Oof. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I. I Travis was cut off a little bit there at the end, uh, but obviously it's an uncomfortable question and makes you wonder kind of the direction that the Pac-12 is going compared to the SEC and the rest of the college football landscape. But regardless, we have several months until the start of college football because it is a long off season. Um, But stay with Building the Dam. We'll be capturing everything as the months roll by. Thanks for listening.